was perfect. So I wanted to go on to that. Um, two thousand eight. I, I've, I've written down. I've written down the accolades of outdoors. Mm. I know obviously indoors there, but outdoors is obviously what we gear up to every year to kind of get onto. So we were at British Champs, and you've gone gold. How was that? Because that you know that's that's a return, but mm-hmm. it's a return with a statement as mm-hmm. well, like to not be ignored. And I know, obviously, as you said, you know, this is, uh, decisions were made by yourself, by which was a mistake. But there is still no denying what it is you can do, as you said, when mm-hmm. you're putting them blocks. So, mm-hmm. 2008 season and going gold. How how was that coming back that first year? So, of the 2006-2007 season, I'd learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Just being exposed to life. Mm. So I took that into 2008. And although the whole season was a very intense one leading up to the 2008 Olympics, mm. Mm. at this time I was still ineligible to compete. So mm. I just went into the mentality of how am I going to handle A, the media, B, mm. myself, mm. C, my family, mm. D, people that I occasionally coach on a you know, one-to-one basis. So I was coming back with a catalogue yeah. of chapters mm in my life that I'd never had before. Mm. So my mindset changed. So I didn't go in there to win. I never go into races to win. As weird explain as it sounds, that, explain I that, do what? I not go into races to win. <laughs> I'm competing against here. Okay. It's the weirdest thing, but I do not go into races thinking I'm going to win today. Cause hard nine out of 10 times you don't. It's, it's really odd you say that as well, because it, seeing you on a telly, looking down that that race mm. line. I mean, mm. you, I, I would say you're notorious for it. I, I, don't, I don't know anyone in the history of athletics that I've watched and now that looks down that track and it's almost as if that's goal orientation. He wants to win. But hearing you say, now nah, it's all, it's me. Yeah. It's me looking down that track yeah. and not allowing anybody's energy to mm. come into my zone. So mm. I'm protecting that zone. Mm. So the focus that I have, you see me staring on that track, mm. is not I'm getting there from the A to B as fast as possible. It's not that. I'm deflecting distractions. Okay. So I'm challenging myself up here. So when I'm in the zone like that and you see me like that, it's not that when that gun goes by, I'm going to destroy him. Mm. I'm challenging myself to not lose it and allow thoughts to come in and distract me. Because mm. that's been me of the past. I would allow myself to talk myself out of the race. So now I have a mindset of where I do not talk to myself on the start line. I do not talk to myself. I do not have a conversation in here. Because the moment I allow, oh, Dwayne, the pressure's on, it's crunch mm. time, you've got a goal. The moment mm. I conversate with that voice, I am done. Mm. So I choose not to conversate. So if I hear a drifting thought coming, I let it go out. I don't sit and have coffee with it. So what is it? Is it, is it a point that you pick at the end of the track? Because... It's it's almost when we've got less stimuli to focus on, brain just naturally goes internally anyway Correct. to you as a person. Correct. So, what are you, are you? Is it a point that you focus on, or how do you stop that that bit where it says, Dwayne, there's a bit of pressure. Oh, hear the convo. Yeah, yeah. I just won't be like, wait. I'll yeah, just blanket. Just let it. Okay. I blanket. Yeah. I literally have to blanket. Yeah. And that voice becomes even more intense the closer you get to the start line. Mm. Most athletes would know is that. Your adrenaline spikes, so your heart starts beating, mm. you want to go to the toilet, mm. your hamstrings start to hurt, <laughs> everything starts to twitch. Mm. Then the moment you say, oh, my hamstring's hurting, then the hamstring 
yeah. sense is going to yeah. be elevated. You're going to be like, oh, my hamstring's going to yeah, pull yeah, and then you're yeah. going to be hesitant. Yeah. Then you're no longer going to be reacting to the B of the bang. You're going to be reacting to the echo hey, of the yeah, bang. Yeah, yeah. Then your race is done. Then you're automatically chasing. And if you notice, there are nine people in that start line or more or less. And they're all reacting the same way. You just have to have less junk in your mind than they do. If somebody's in that race with a full brim of worries and concern, they're going to spill over and then you'll see the outcome of their, their performance. I choose to secrete that by not thinking and getting rid of it and letting it go somewhere else. And somebody who's had wandering thoughts is going to pick up my negative thoughts and they're going to hold on to mm. it and then their race is over. So I tend to win most of my races by sheer intimidation. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I, I'd agree with you on a that one for sure. Yeah. As I say, looking at you through the screen, it, it's intimidating, but yeah. Okay, they can't pick up what I'm thinking. Yeah. So they're like, what is Dwayne doing? What's he thinking? And the moment they're thinking about me, I'm like, I'm absorbing yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas where I'm absorbing energy and getting rid of mine, they're picking up all those wandering mm. negative thoughts that I've got. And it is psychological warfare as much as mm. you want to believe it. Mm. I, I don't go to win. I'm just challenging my mind not to get distracted. Mm. And because I've got less in my mind, I'm able to run a lot freer than most of them. Mm. Okay. And that's how I win. Yeah. And I carry that in life now. Yeah. So whenever I'm... Like me of the past doing podcasts like this and talks, mm. I'll be projecting... Ah! <laughs> venom. Yeah. I'll be pre projecting venom. And as a result... There'll be bad stuff in the press. I'll lose opportunities to compete. I'll create low self-esteem. My mental health will drop. Because I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not getting opportunities? But then when I look at the breadcrumbs of crap that I've been putting out there, mm -hmm. and even not even the birds want to pick it up, mm. then something's wrong. Because if I'm putting stuff out there that aren't being picked up by supporters, then I'm doing something wrong. If I'm putting up breadcrumbs that are being picked up by people who like what I'm saying I'm doing, mm. then you know you're doing something right. Mm. So I knew I weren't setting out the right message. Mm. So I had to change what I wanted to do. I was expecting other people to change, but one mm. thing I've realized in life, if you want things to change first, you have to change. Mm. If people are setting their ways, they're not gonna change, mm. but they will change if they see a change in you. So I had to change. Mm. So when 2008 came along, I realized I had to change in order for things to change. Mm. So you notice as time went along, I got rid of the gold tooth. Mm. I toned down. Mm. I took responsibility for my actions. I mm. no longer started pointing at people. Because one thing I've noticed in life, when you, that one thing you're pointing at people, there's three other fingers yeah, pointing point back, back at you. Yeah. So when I was told that, I thought, damn. Yeah. How, winning the British champs, there must have been, was there just a sense of that, you have to be patient after you've done, because you know, that, that or usually nine times out of 10 is eligible, as long as you've got the qualifying time, eligibility, you're on the plane, you're yeah. off. You've done it, but then obviously, you know, you're still not eligible. Still not eligible. How do you, when you go home from that day, obviously, you know, your adrenaline's dropped off. How, how was that? Was the adrenaline dropped off was massive. There was a lot of tears and frustration and crying. Yeah. Me and my wife cried for hours. Mm. But one thing I had to realise, when I got suspended, I said, I'm going to fix this and mm. I will be back. Mm. I just didn't know it was going to take as long as it did. Mm. I didn't know how I was going to fix it. But I forgot that was my mission. I just didn't foresee all the little obstacles or chapters within that end goal. So even though I've done well in 
NFL and I came back and I won this and I won, I was still uneligible. I still had to keep on going. Because mm. as far as I'm concerned, I'd seen myself get back. So the fact that I'd seen it mm. told me I couldn't do it. Mm. I just didn't realise the, the darkness between seeing it to mm. achieving it was mm. freaking like that. Mm. And I was moving at the snail of a pace, mm. even though every episode or challenge lasted 10 seconds. Mm. But those 10 seconds was taking out inches, millimeters in my, in my depth of how far I had to climb. Mm. But it was too unnerving for me to not try. Mm. I had to try. Mm. And I'm not afraid to try because every time you step on the line, you're trying. And I'm not one to build chicken out. I don't chicken out of nothing. You know, so I, I'm going to, and purely this is what I know I'm geared to do and mm. engineered to do. So I, I do it. And even though it hurt, I'm used to pain and disappointment just purely because of my childhood. So I don't win, I get up, I go in the next day. I don't win, I get up, I go the next day. I don't win, I go up, I go in the next day. Rather, I don't win, or I'm going to stop. And never try again. There's something quite perverse in that, isn't there, where you mentioned childhood, because... Again, like I, I, you know, for, for myself, I grew up with just me and my mum majority of the time mm -hmm. until obviously I met my dad later on. And again, fantastic relationship with him. Mum mm -hmm. and dad have a great relationship together. But as I say, it was just me and my mum didn't have a lot financially as well. And my mum has always said to me that she's, or with times when we've spoken about that kind of thing, that she's felt quite guilty. But what, in terms of what you said, for me, I've, I look back on it now and it's the best thing that mm -hmm. could have done for me because mm -hmm. whatever can go to shit for me mm -hmm. or does go wrong, mm -hmm. I, it doesn't, I just water for ducks back. Yeah. Whereas a lot of friends that I've got as well, who, you know, come from, you know, really nice backgrounds mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. have that middle-class family and financial and stuff like that. Some of them, when they have similar situations that would maybe be negative for them, they don't deal with it very no. well. No, they're not used to adversity. Everything's yeah. been given yeah. to them. And it's, it's so odd that although from a I guess again from like a, a media perspective and how I guess you know in London and things like that are portrayed and us as kids growing up mm -hmm. single for chilling out on road and stuff like that are portrayed actually it's the best thing that get, as long as we apply it later in yeah. life and we use it later yeah. in life it's the best thing right because it's just that pay I guess again going back to that word patience that you had from being told no Dwayne sorry 2008 right okay I'm used to it yeah drop it off Tomorrow's yep. another day kind of yep. thing. And you crack on. Just because I didn't get it today doesn't mean I'm not going to get yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm, I've just been used to that. Yeah. So I'll always ask, can I get this? No. Yeah. Why? Because. And I just got, I just stopped asking why. Mm. And I'll just continue pursuing on, pursuing on. Mm. If I didn't get it, I'll always maneuver. Now, on one hand, that kept me always driven. Mm. On another hand, it again showed that when things didn't go my way, I was... I was impatient to see it through. Mm. And what I mean by that is I had, I've had about... Sorry, everybody. We're live at Lee Valley. Good with this? All right. So on one hand, yeah, the, on the downside, it cost me because I wasn't open to constructive criticism. Mm. I've had almost 16 coaches. So when things didn't go wrong, I bail out. Didn't go wrong, I bailed out. Didn't go well, bailed out. Didn't go well, bailed out. When coach was trying to say, Dwayne, let's do this. Nah, it's not working, I'll bail out. So on one hand, 
I've got a catalog of experiences of how to coach. Because mm. I've, I've literally, I've, you name every coach out there I've been with them. You're on the block, yeah. So I know. Mm. So I can pull archives from when I was down and out and I was depressed and tired and how I got myself up, back up because mm. that coach said one little thing I can remember. Mm. When my starts weren't going right, another coach said, do this. So when I come across athletes now, I can pull from all over the place. Mm. You know, I can be like uh, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I've got those visual effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ever, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. that works. I can get the message across. Yeah. So that was, that was great, but I lacked consistency in mm. anything. That goes from my relationship, my wife knows. I was all over the place. Mm. I was a hot mess. Mm. I could just jump from people to people all over the place. Yeah. Whereas now I've chosen to work this as a business. I consider myself a business. If I'm going to build this brand, if I'm going to build this person, mm. learn to go through the problems and work through them. Talk about them. Discuss them. Look at your breadcrumbs. Mm. Are uh, your breadcrumbs on the floor not being picked up by people that are learning from or are they, you know, are they still there? Yeah. So I talk through things now and I do the same with my athletes. So that's made me a better person. Mm. And obviously the message I now put out to people helps them mm. reflect on themselves. So again, with 08, it was hard. Again, a lot of emotions. Mm. And even though we didn't get the result, I got the, I got what I wanted, the win. Mm. But I didn't get what I want. Yeah. I wanted to be put back in the team. I wanted to be accepted. That's ultimately what I wanted. Yeah. I thought being accepted would be going out and winning. Mm. But no, all I'm doing is just adding more. I'm over, overly seasoning my, 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 my soup. Mm. I put too much salt in it. Mm. It's, it's, it's bitter. And I didn't get it. Mm. But then... What, it, what, was, what was contributing to that though? Because I, I, could, I get it from the perspective of, right, brain's coming back. He's gone and won Brits, the uh, British champs. There's obviously going to be those mumblings of, well, mm. you know, mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. But what else, was there anything else that was contributing to that over of seasoning within that? Because when I've looked back it was on... Me. Yeah. It was just all me. Yeah. Not taking accountability because although I thought winning was helping me back in, it wasn't. Mm. I was still adding too much salt to the soup in terms mm. of what I was saying in the media. Mm. And the message I'm putting out to other people who are who may have been for or against me, but it still landed on ears that I'm like, nah, he's not ready. Mm. Okay. He's not ready to be released back into society. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. And until I realized that I was the cause of the problem, then it, I sat back down. And I thought, okay, this needs to be done mm. in a different way. Okay. Let's, let's go into 2009 then. Um, silver, British champs. Berlin, we're, we're, yeah, Berlin. Getting that call, putting the vest back on. Where, where were you with that? What, what, what was that for you? 2009. I'm gonna jump to the end of 2009 before we jump back to the beginning. Okay. So what? Because you're gonna do that. Can I jump in? I've got a relic from 20. It was the 27th of October. You were up there training, and you signed these for me. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I? So yeah, so I was I was here. Um, I, I was at that end with the Hertfordshire um development thing. Nice. And you were yeah, you were at that end. I was like yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting getting him to sign these. So it's just still the yeah, same. yeah 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 yeah. And everyone was like, cool. you're not. I was like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I'd uh, I thought they'd bring them as well just that. as a relic to. Look at that. Yeah yeah. Nice, wicked. <laughs> but yeah no. So yeah, go on. Sorry, so, I jumped in there. But go on. Two thousand and nine. 
Okay, so I'm gonna jump to the end before yeah. I go back to the Yeah, yeah, okay. So in 2009, I got to the end of the season. Yes, I was in the historic world record race with Usain. Yeah. I was in lane one. Um, that was the maddest race I've ever seen. <laughs> I was a cool room. So I'm of a generation where we were, I grew up with the, the Carl Lewis's and the Linford mm. Christie's yeah. and the Maurice Green's and the Gatlids of the world who go into a cool room and it's, it's a full-on testosterone-driven mm. environment. Mm. Nobody speaks to each other. It is dead silent. You can hear a pin drop in that room. And I tell you, the cool room is no bigger than this. And everyone's facing each other. So you can't... Everyone's trying to hold their own steer. Yeah. The moment you hold a steer and you look away, they know they've got you. So you either look away from the moment you get in there, you stare at that person and you do not crack. And it was very intense. So I've grown up in that hostile environment. Mm. So when it comes to the mental side of things, I do not crack. I crack... I, I don't take... I don't fumble very easily. Mm. So a lot of these athletes, if I can use the analogy of a piece of paper, if I'm tearing this paper, a lot of them, you can look at them, they're able to go, yeah. and they rip straight away. Yeah. My, my ripping tendency is like Teflon. You, I bend and I mold, but you mm, can't rip you can't me. Rip, yeah. I can't rip. Because I know whatever you're trying to do to me, I can do exactly the same back to you. Mm. And I will outstare you. I will out-intimidate you. I don't care who you are. Because as far as I'm concerned, when it's in the environment, the race is won or lost in the cool room. Yeah. And I'll carry that from the moment I freaking wake up mm. all the way to the track, to the cool room, and onto the race line. Now, when my energy and my fire was flaming high, mm. I could do that all day. Now, it's just too exhausting. I could do that when I was young because I didn't give a damn. Mm. I'll stay in the zone all day. Yeah, and it's, it's now 2009, is that what? Is that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could stay in the zone all yeah, day. Now, yeah. 44, I'm like, nah, I can't keep that heat, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'll be falling asleep by the time I get to the track. Yeah. So, yeah, going to that race, we got to the cool room, and it was a different, different atmosphere because those guys laugh and joke, and they were talking to the, you know, the officials, and I was like, damn, this is not how it used to be for me. Yeah. Remember, I'd been out for a while and come back to a yeah. new generation. Yeah, yeah. That time travel kind of thing yeah, in some respects, isn't it? I'd come to a new generation. There was a Safa came out, Bolt was two years after that, you know. Mm. Just different kids, younger, more vibrant, technically better. Mm. Technique had taken over, had taken a shift. Technical models have been more data. Mm. Surfaces have changed, spikes had changed, diet had changed. And I was somewhat prehistoric. Mm. I was just like a Sparta 300 type dude. I was just raw. I did it my way. Mm. I landed on this earth in a particular way. I'm going to go out the same way, but I wasn't open to change. Mm. I was a bit stubborn in my mm. approach. Whereas these kids had been brought into the world of sport and molded in a particular way to be better on the camera, better off the camera, more acceptable in the public eye and technically sound so they could be a good example for youngsters to look at on how to improve. Mm. You know, I was rugged and raw. Mm. didn't care at the time mm. so when this new generation came I was like Jesus my technique ain't cutting it so when I see this guy Usain came out in the first 20 meters he was gone mm. it was just gone how could somebody 6 foot 5 run so fast yeah don't go and behold I trained with him in 2006 so I knew him mm. from then mm. but the 2006 Usain to the 2009 I was yeah, like different animal yeah. yeah 
How did they do that? Yeah, because I didn't even realise he was at Athens. I, honestly, I, I found that out really late. Yeah. I think it was after 2008 yeah. that I realised he was yeah. at Athens. So they'd done amazing work with him, but yeah. it showed that by working as a team and taking the time and being open to change yeah. makes a difference, which I wasn't. And then, lo and behold, my guy went on around 9.58. By the time he crossed the line, I was still running. <laughs> by the time I crossed the line, he was halfway around yeah. the bend. <laughs> I was like, damn. And it really opened my mind to, you're good, but there are people out there better. And that was a tough house to swallow. Mm. I know I'm not rubbish, I'm good, but there yeah. are people that are just better. Yeah. And not better because of genetics, but better, they're more open to different methods of training. Mm. They look at what's been a successful in the past and they adapt it. They mold it, they, mm. they play around with the plasticine, so, mm. to speak, so to speak, and they do things that are, would have been neglected from our mm. ways of doing it, and they better it. And then, lo and behold, he was able to go on. So the end of that season, I... Again, my fire was drawing low. I was like, I can't do this no more. Mm. A, financially, we were just struggling because mm. I couldn't go and work. Mm. I didn't know how to go and work. Mm. In all honesty, I was too embarrassed to even go and ask for a job in the... I couldn't do that. Now it's different. I've got responsibilities. Totally different kettle of fish for me. But at the time, so I've got to run. This is all I know. And even though the journey still felt far, I was getting closer to improving my image because the press was a little bit more easier on me. Mm. My image had changed, I had changed. And even though I was this much closer to just being free, mm. it still felt like a long time because I was still getting my ass busted mm. in terms of just not winning the races and not getting the opportunities that I felt at the time I deserved. So at the end of that season, I spoke to a close colleague of mine. I said, look, I don't want to do this no more. Because before you make that decision, go and see a friend of mine. Now, this friend of my the colleague I know, um, I went to his house. Um, don't get me wrong, during this time from when I came back to the end of 2009 season, I had a load of agents. Again, there's agents coming out of the woodwork said they can help me. And all they were doing was just shafting me. Shafting me, saying I can do this, just showing, uh, offering empty promises. Yeah. And nothing was coming off of it. So I went and met this guy who was a, uh, a barrister by trade. His name was Cesar Raga. Mm -hmm. I said, look, I'll go and see him. I got to this guy's um, place and he had a file on me. This is the table mm. and the file was that high. Mm. And the first thing he said to me, look, I know more about you than you know about yourself mm. and you're doing this all wrong. <laughs> now, if you listen to me, I can help you. And I said, why should I listen to you? He goes, look, this ain't about the money. This ain't about the notoriety of you, me working with you. It's not about that. I am a sports person and I want to see you do well. And I want to see you get back to where you should be mm. on the top. But you're doing it all wrong. So that was the first time I ever heard someone talk to me in a way that resonated internally. It's like your mother or your father saying, I love you. When you very rarely hear your parents say yeah. that to you. But it touches you in a different way. I thought, that's an emotion I've never felt before. Mm. Why do I feel like that? Why do I feel that he actually cares? And I've never heard that before. So with that thought, I decided to listen. And he goes, you've been doing this all wrong, mate. I said, what do you mean? Because you've caused this problem. Had anyone told you that, no. like that, so no. bluntly before no. this time? No. No. Do you reckon if you hadn't gone away, done the NFL stuff, 
come back, if he was there for you pre that, do you think hearing that you would have accepted it as you have done, obviously, clearly, if the time? We spoke before about this and I said to Cedar, if you were the person I had called when that opportunity was offered to me, yeah. he said he would have jumped on the plane and stopped me and took me home. Yeah. And I wish he was there. Yeah. But I wouldn't be in a position now to talk to people who are going through the same crap. Yeah, yeah. There wouldn't be this story. Mm. There wouldn't. Mm. We wouldn't be having this conversation. You'd be looking for people to try and help. We wouldn't be here. Mm. I wouldn't be in this facility. I'd probably mm. be doing something else. I'll probably be up in the clouds with all those other celebs living life. Mm. I wouldn't be here. So I always say that what I went through was necessary. Mm. But if he had came and rescued me, where would I be? What would I be doing? Mm. Would I always be curious about what if? Mm. Or would he have given me the support and the education to not go down the road that I chose to go down? Mm. So when I, again, when I'm asked by my youngsters, the athletes that are part of my academy, how do I compete against someone that's going to cut corners? I said, they are always going to cut corners. Mm. Now, this is your destination. They're going to go direct. Mm. But you're going to take the long journey around because you're going to meet some amazing people. Mm. You're going to create opportunities. You're going to live life. Mm. You're going to win the highs and the lows. You're going to learn how to get yourself back when it, when it all goes wrong. Mm. They won't do that. And they're going to ever be watching their back, whereas you won't have to. Mm. They're going to forever. One day, they will get caught. Mm. It's not if, it's when, when. And the embarrassment of that. Whereas you're not going to do that. And you're going to have that much more longevity. I've been doing this 30 years. Mm despite the ups and downs. And you can have longevity in your career, which keeps you in the public eye for longer. You live life and you'll have an amazing experience. But you don't want to go life cutting corners and missing out on all those other things. Yeah. That to me is more exciting. Okay. So let's go back to it then. So he's told you, Dwayne, you fucked up. This is all your fault. This is your doing, no one else's. And I couldn't even say, no, it's not. <laughs> I just had to keep my mouth shut. And I said, and it's the first time I'd ever admitted it. I done this, and I want to fix it. How do we fix it? And so this is what we're going to do. So first of all, we started with all the media. Whenever I was given an interview to do from the media, the first question was, is it unfair that you're not able to compete? And I would be like, yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. And then lo and behold, next day, Dwayne said it's unfair. And he said, this is why you're not competing. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and read the question, and we'll teach you how to get back. So when I learned to read the question, again, reading wasn't my forte, so I was just like, I'd, again, spitting venom at everything. I'm not realizing the aftermath. So when he taught me, look at the question and read what they are wanting from you. You are going to deliver what you want to say in the right way. So once I learned to, Dwayne, is it unfair that you're not able to compete? I just want to be an athlete and compete. That was it. Mm. And they interviews would ask me that about 20, 30 times in one interview. And I'll stick to the same strap line. So as a result, my back page con went from a full praise sped, spread mm. to that. The heat diminished. Mm. So when we had emails or phone calls or opportunities to come back to compete, mm. doors ajarred. Mm. Oh, they've given a glimpse. This is what we're going to do to get you back. That door opened a little bit wider. Once you're on the track, this is how you're going to conduct yourself on the track. The door opened a bit wider. So there was a process. Mm. Once I got through that process, I was like, damn, why did I don't listen to this before? But I had to go through enough disappointments to meet the right person. 
I wanted sometime I, I referred to an analogy where when I go through my hard times, I imagine I was falling. I would just have dreams about that. I would be falling. Mm. And sometimes, you know, when you're having a dream and you just before you hit the ground, you wake up. Joe, yeah. I never woke up. I was just constantly falling. And it came to a point where I said to myself, I'm not going to stop falling unless I put my hand out and try and reach for something. Don't get me wrong, I'm falling through the clouds. There's no, nothing mm. to hold on to. But once I realised I'm going to need help, mm. hands started to appear. Now, every time those hands started to appear, I would grab onto them, but something wouldn't be the right hand yeah, to yeah. hold on to. Yeah, just, slip, just let it away. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, nope, let it go, let yeah. it go, let it go until Cedar came along and I held onto his hand. Yeah. And what he said, I thought, okay, I can hold on to this hand. Yeah. And that was, I stopped falling. Then it took me a while to get my feet used to being back on the ground. Mm. So I was always falling and having an odd interview that wasn't right. Mm. And I was still unstable, like a, a, a brand new antelope. Yeah, you know, they're shaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they want to nurse on the mum, but they can't. So they're constantly grabbing. And that's mm. what was happening. Mm. And until I got used to dealing with the media. So I became more media savvy than track savvy. Yeah. So my performance dipped massively. Yeah. But where I was doing was becoming humble, mm. becoming the epitome of a sports person and not just somebody that's just done wrong and blaming everyone else. Mm. I learned to conduct myself right in the media. I was better at home. I was better amongst people. I started to talk to children, mm. started to talk at various universities and working environments on how I got from being someone who had nothing, had the world at my feet, mm. crashed, mm. fell down to the earth's core, yeah. got burnt, and then found my way back up again. And then that's how I had to rebuild myself. So, when I go back to saying, I don't race to win, I race to challenge this. Mm. That is it. That's all we're doing. We just don't realize it yet. We all think we're going to win. Mm. But when we don't, we find a way to get ourselves back up again. Mm. And why do we do that? Because we challenge our mind to get over obstacles every single time they yeah. happen. You're really passionate about that, which is, you know, beautiful to hear, to be fair, in terms of just it's you challenging you down that track. How has the transition been now then that that vice isn't as, it, it's, it's not as reflective, it's reflective the right word or just, you know, it's not as consistent anymore. You're not doing it mm -hmm. competitively. Mm. Obviously you've chosen to, or we've gone down another route now where you're delivering, you know, your, your academy yeah. for the kids and stuff like that. Was that another like learning curve for you as well with regards to, right, I'm not, it's, it's not aggression anymore in terms because mm. at the start mm. line mm -hmm. or, you know you're mm. all little aggressive it's, it's aggression looking down there you know what you're here to do a job you know you're here to beat these people you're here to challenge this yeah that's quite a, an aggressive and you know masculine kind of thing to then bring it to where you are now in terms of maybe taking that step back of not having to be that person that mm -hmm. switched on because you said it's mm -hmm. exhausting mm -hmm. have you been able to successfully achieve that vice though or has, has what you're doing now successfully given you that output that trackwood and looking down that it's twofold start line. so yes the fire has somewhat exhausted but my drive and my passion to still compete mm. is still there mm. i just now choose to have fun with it and i'm okay with losing races mm. whereas before i was just like i could never <laughs> lose yeah even though again what i was doing it for here mm. i still had that drive and like i don't want to lose i hated it mm. and i would i would react badly from it too mm. And I remember listening to an interview from Lewis Hamilton and he said, I choose to have a short memory. When I lost the race, I cried, I got over it in a couple of hours and I moved on. Mm. I would log it, get over it, move on. Whereas my disappointments would last weeks. 
which interfered with how I interacted with people and how I then got on with my next session yeah. or interview, whatever case. So I just minimized how long I stayed in the grieving phase for. So whereas now I choose to enjoy it. Yeah. I don't have to worry about contracts or yeah. agents or satisfying anybody. You know, I do it to show people that no matter how old you are or what disappointment you've had, yeah. you can still go out and do yeah. it. I do it because my kids choose to want to see somebody who, like I didn't have a famous dad. My parents weren't famous, but my mm. kids have somebody in the limelight. Mm. So I'm very conscious of how I project myself in the limelight. Mm. I have a hundred kids at my academy who I have to be mindful of because mm. I represent them as well as them representing me. I have a team of people who put extra time outside of their working hours to help me. Mm. So as well as I'm a reflection of them, they also are a reflection of me. So I have to, be mindful of their reputation because they're taking a chance on me. Yeah. So if I'm not doing the right thing, it affects them. Mm. And if they don't like what I'm doing, they pull away. Mm. So I think long term now. Yeah. Not all the time. I'm not always the yeah, best yeah, at yeah. it. I yeah. screw up, but I try to think ahead. But it's nice to hear that, right? Because I guess when we said at the start of the interview, is just that when I asked you how did you feel being given this responsibility mm -hmm. or being this person mm -hmm. everyone needs to look to and you having that that yeah. role model yeah. thing of obviously there's no chance but now actually hearing you discuss all of that mm -hmm. and what you're doing now mm -hmm. it's welcomed with open yeah. arms now by yeah. the sounds of things but that had to come from me wanting that yeah. and realising what I've got around me yeah it's when we have it around me we take it for granted yeah we think oh it's alright they'll be there for me regardless yeah. that's when mistakes happen and if people aren't pe feeling appreciative of what you're doing they'll yeah. bail out yeah and that's what used to happen yeah and I just thought ah oh, they're just being selfish but naively I just wasn't respecting them yeah. in their time. Yeah. So I get a lot of satisfaction, which is weird, out of seeing other people do well, mm. which is hard again to think, how am I feeling so good about this? Mm. When I've been so hardwired to just deal with myself, for you. Yeah. I've chosen to enjoy what I do because I do realise I can't do this forever. And that was a hard umbilical cord to cut, yeah. a citizen cut. I've still got it kind of holding on by yeah, a thread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I yeah. can't switch off from yeah. it yet. Yeah. Because I believe once I switch off, I might be wrong. That's when you kind of got old. I don't want to age. This keeps me young, keeps me energetic, mm. keeps me fit, keeps me healthy. Yeah. I've also have a responsibility that, and I truly believe if you're coaching, you need to be able to demonstrate. Because mm. not all individuals are learners from a reading perspective. Yeah. I'm a visual. I need to see it. Yeah. I can hear it, but it doesn't, process that well I can see it I'm like okay I get it and I also need to demonstrate it so I try to tick all three boxes for all individuals so I, I talk it I show it and, I, and I, again Do I deliver it, deliver it from it, yeah. a physical point of view okay. as well and if they don't get it I bring it right back down to planet earth again mm. and walk them through it individually because some people are youngsters are afraid to do things in front of people in case they're laughed at so whenever that happens in the academy other kids laugh at them I cut that down straight away. Mm. It's not fair. So everyone has their own time and space and way of learning mm. and it shouldn't be rushed because they, don't, they can't get it straight yeah. away. Okay. So for me, there's a lot of reward in the way I'm doing things now, which is, I can only speak on behalf of myself, but men, we take a long time to grow up. Mm. We do. We mature late in life. 100%. We do. I'm still a six-year-old. Mentally, still a six-year-old. I'm Benjamin Button, boy. <laughs> If you ever see me off camera, I'm just an absolute idiot. But <laughs> that keeps me energetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what I have to say, I'm stupid. But yeah. I like it. Yeah, That's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know how else to be. I don't know how a 44-year-old <laughs> is supposed to be, but I'm not what is prescribed in the book to be. I just don't do it. I laugh, I joke. Life is very short. So I try to do the best I can with okay. it and be confident in myself and be, give people other confidence too.